0: Welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast, I'm Father Peter Swans, and today is the feast of the exaltation of the Holy Cross. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all.
1: And with your spirit. and, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray, pray for, for me to the Lord, Lord our God.
0: May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy.
1: Lord, have mercy.
0: Christ, have mercy.
1: Christ, have mercy.
0: Lord, have mercy.
1: Lord, have mercy.
0: Glory to God in the highest, and on, on earth, earth peace, peace to people, people of, of goodwill. Will. Have mercy on us. For For you you alone alone are the Holy One. One. You You alone alone are the Lord. You you alone alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the God the the Father. Amen. Let us pray. O God, who willed that your only begotten Son should undergo the cross to save the human race, grant, we pray, that we who have known his mystery on earth may merit the grace of his redemption in heaven. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever.
1: Amen.
2: A reading from the Book of Numbers. On the way through the wilderness, the people lost patience. They spoke against God and against Moses. Why did he bring us out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is neither bread nor water here. We are sick of this unsatisfying food. At this God sent fiery serpents among the people. Their bite brought death to many in Israel. The people came and said to Moses, We have sinned by speaking against the Lord and against you. Intercede for us with the Lord, to save us from these serpents. Moses interceded for the people, and the Lord answered him, Make a fiery serpent and put it on a standard. If anyone is bitten and looks at it, he shall live. So Moses fashioned a bronze serpent, which he put on a standard. And if anyone was bitten by a serpent, he looked at the bronze serpent and lived. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Do not forget the works of the Lord. Do not forget the works of the Lord. Give heed, my people, to my teaching. Turn your ear to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable and reveal hidden lessons of the past. Do not forget the works of the Lord. When he slew them, then they would seek him, return and seek him in earnest. They would remember that God was their rock, God the Most High, their Redeemer. Do not forget the works of the Lord. But the words they spoke were mere flattery. They lied to him with their lips, for their hearts were not truly with him. They were not faithful to his covenant. Do not forget the works of the Lord. Yet he who is full of compassion forgave their sin and spared them. So often he held back his anger when he might have stirred up his rage. Do not forget the works of the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you. Because by your cross you have redeemed the world. Alleluia.
0: The Lord be with you.
1: And with your spirit.
0: A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John.
1: Glory to you, O Lord.
0: Jesus said to Nicodemus, No one has gone up to heaven except the one who came down from heaven, the Son of Man who is in heaven. And the Son of Man must be lifted up, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert, so that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. Yes, God loved the world so much that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not be lost but may have eternal life. For God sent his Son into the world not to condemn the world, but so that through him the world might be saved. The Gospel of the Lord.
1: Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ.
0: Well, Happy Feast of the Exaltation of the Cross. I love this feast. There are, you know, a couple of liturgical feasts where you know the day is so big and there's so much to contemplate that that we get a second liturgical feast on top of it. So, on Holy Thursday, there's so much that's going on there. You've got you know the institution of the priesthood, the institution of the Eucharist, the beginning of Christ's Passion. Um, you got that, and then let let's do Corpus Christi because you know that was just too much. You know, on Good Friday, we have so much that's going on there, so much to look at, so much to contemplate that, you know, we get this feast on top of it, the exaltation of the Holy Cross. And so we kind of get to pull back from the historical event of Christ's suffering, death and resurrection, and look at what it means. So what did he do? How did it change us? What did he accomplish? Um, and then the set of readings which we get for the exaltation of the Holy Cross, just spectacular. We have these two moments now, this reading from the book of Numbers, this famous event about the uh, the bronze serpents, and then the direct reference that Jesus makes to the bronze serpent in the third chapter of John's Gospel when he's having a little chat with Nicodemus. The son of man must be lifted up as Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert so that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. So Jesus is using this event in the book of Numbers to describe What's going to happen to him when he is, quote unquote, lifted up? So what happened in the book of Numbers? What's this story talking about? Now, we've probably heard it a little bit before, so I'll I'll keep it short. But of course, Israel, they've been rescued out of slavery in Egypt. They're going through, they're making their passage through to the promised land. Going through the desert, you know, life gets a little bit difficult. You know, they've had their um, testing of God at the waters of Meribah, and he saved them by giving them water from the rock. But a little bit further on, they start complaining again. Why did you bring us out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? There's no bread or water here, and we're sick of this unsatisfying food. Interesting there that, you know, the Israelites are complaining that they don't have bread or water, but they do have food. Mm, they don't like it, though. It's, it's, it's unsatisfying. Either it's not enough or it's not to their taste. Or But they're whining. And then you get the next bit. Like, in true dad style, I'll give you something to cry about. And God sends these fiery serpents among the people. Their bite brings death to many in Israel. Now, we might sort of go, oh, that's a bit rough, you know. Fiery serpents biting people, killing them. But, you know, it certainly did put on display what life's like when God's not looking after you. Oh, really, I brought you out of Egypt to die in the wilderness. I'll show you what happens when I'm not there to protect you. So, you know, that brings a you know, modicum of repentance from the Israelites. And they, they come back to Moses and they go, look, we've sinned by speaking against the Lord and against you. Intercede for us, right? Pray for us with the Lord to save us from these serpents. And so Moses is the one who pleads on behalf of the people who are being assaulted by the bite of the serpent. And so God gives a rather strange little instruction, right? Make a fiery serpent, and put it on the standard, right? It's, a, it's a, a bronze statue. Put it up on a pole. And if anyone is bitten and looks at it, he shall live, so we then hear, right, Moses fashions the bronze serpent, puts it on a standard, and anyone bitten by the serpent was saved by looking at this image. Now, the parallel with Jesus is, is pretty clear, right? That Jesus says, well, just like Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert in order to save the people of Israel from the bite of the serpent, from, the, from death, Well, so too. The Son of Man is going to be lifted up. Jesus is going to be raised up on his own standard. Jesus is going to be raised up on a standard. What for? In order to rescue his people. In order to save them. But not to save them from the bite of any old serpent, but to save them from the bite of the ancient serpent. The one who brought death and eternal death. So... Here comes the gift of eternal life by means of Jesus, who is the one raised up on the standard, the one to whom we look in order to receive our healing. Now, it's a beautiful story, and I, I mean, it's very instructive about what Jesus did and, and how the cross really is an exaltation of Jesus, that, that he's the one who is lifted up in this great saving act. But the thing that's always confused me is, well, why did God give Moses the instruction to fashion a serpent out of bronze and stick it on a pole? Why was it that they had to make a snake and that that would be the saving sign? It's it's kind of weird. Why not make a statue of something nice, something holy, something that spoke about God and God's presence? The very thing that brought the death why would that be the sign that people would need to look to in order to be saved? It seems weird to me that Jesus is comparing himself to a bronze serpent. I got an answer to this only recently, to be perfectly honest, Um, and it comes from Scott Hahn. So let me give you a quick little rundown of what he says about it. The first point he makes is that the complaint that the Israelites make against God is this. Why did you bring us out of Egypt to die in this wilderness? In other words, that God hasn't actually brought them out in order to give them the promised land and to give them new life, but instead that he's come to get rid of them. They've brought them out to die in the desert. Well, what are they saying of God? Firstly, you lied to us. And secondly, you're going to kill us. Now, the accusation that they make against God is that he is a liar and a murderer. Now, in the eighth chapter of uh, John's gospel, Jesus names Satan as the ancient liar and a murderer from the beginning. But here we see the Israelites are ascribing this to God. Grave blasphemy. You're the liar. You're the murderer. Now, the book of Numbers tells us that what they say of God, they say of Moses as well. And so Moses, too, is called a liar and a murderer. Now, I don't know about you, but I think if I was God in this situation, I'd probably tell the people to shove it. If you don't like it, leave. Uh, and Moses also, you know, he doesn't abandon the people. Uh, instead, Moses pleads on behalf of the people, especially when they turn to him and say, pray for us, pray for us before God. Um, I don't know. I think if I was Moses, I'd probably tell him to shove it, too. But there you see the difference. God remaining faithful. Moses remaining faithful to this headstrong people. So here's the interesting bit then. Why the bronze serpent? Well, look at it this way. God says to his people, you have called me a liar and a murderer. You have called me the ancient serpent, but I'm not. Put up the icon of your blasphemy. And then see that I am the source of life, that I am the one who saves you and rescues you. And so the Israelites are told to look upon what they've done, what they've called God, the serpent, but then receive from him the gift of life. Now let's look at the broken body of Christ on the cross. He was blasphemed. And held to be Satan. Remember, he was told that it's by Beelzebul that he casts out devils. He was falsely accused. Convicted. He was tortured. And nailed to the cross among true criminals. On his body is written the story of human dysfunction and of sin. Just as the Israelites were told to look at the serpent and see what they called God, see how they sinned against him, to see the full consequences of what they said of God. Now we see the same, that as Jesus is lifted up from the earth, we see the full horror. But what's the truth? The truth is that he's the Lord of life. And to look at him, to orient our lives towards him, is the saving of our life. Friends, when we behold the wounds of Christ, we behold the full reality of what our sinfulness really is, what it does. And it reminds us of that great prophecy that we hear from from Zechariah that comes up during Holy Week. They will look on the one whom they have pierced. And they will mourn for him as for an only son, and weep for him as people weep for a firstborn child. Here is the one whom we held as a serpent. But when he is lifted up from the cross, he is the saving of our lives. Because he is not the serpent. The serpent brought death. The son brings life. There's the exaltation of the cross, and the one who is lifted up on it. At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, heaven, hallowed hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom kingdom come, thy will be done, on on earth earth as as it is in in heaven, heaven.
1: For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever.
0: Let us welcome Christ into our hearts with an act of spiritual communion.
1: My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot, at this moment, receive you sacramentally, Come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen.
0: The Lord be with you.
1: And with your spirit.
0: May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace.
1: Thanks be to God.
0: And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide so that as you did in Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas, we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God the Father.